and welcome to episode 153 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fan's weekly podcast of many topics. I'm Mike Salosi, and joining me today are four Retro Encounter, some mainstays and some recent recruits, but all of us are excited to talk on a podcast today, and let's start introducing them with Keegan Lee. Hello, everybody. I got 108 topics to talk about today. <laughs> okay, and I will mute you for 98 of them. Um, <laughs> and joining Keegan and I is Tris Mendoza. Hey everybody, it's nice to be here again. Alright, and joining Tris, Keegan, and I is Alana Hayes. Hey everyone. And fresh off a set of podcasts about Lunar Land, we have Leona McGill. Hi there, I'm ready to talk Suikoden or Suikoden? 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 Where does the syllable stress go? I really don't know. <laughs> Again, I speak like four words of Japanese, and the only one I can I can write is the character for heaven on the back of Akuma's jacket. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, today's discussion is about Suikoden Two, the uh, uh, for a long time hard to find but very cult popular PS1 RPG made by Konami back when they made video games. Um, and I should mention, I think I've mentioned this in other episodes. Suikoden 2 is probably the most requested game we have had for Retro Encounter. We we don't get a ton of emails. Like um, b- before we did the pit the uh, um, the pledge for emails for the mailbag episode, we would get maybe one or two emails a month, and it was the most re- requested game. And it wasn't like one crazy guy emailing me every three weeks. It, it was multiple sources suggesting Suikoden 2. It's a very cult popular game with a lot of fans. And we, uh, we we were always aware of its popularity. We were, we were like thinking about doing it for a while, and uh, it sort of like the time was right a couple months ago when we were planning the September month of podcasts. So here we are. But before we get into the meat of Suikoden Two, I want each of us to briefly go in with our um, our personal stories with Suikoden. How well do we know Suikoden Two in particular, in the Suikoden series in general? Uh, Leona, let's start with you because I know you were uh, you were signed up for this podcast from the moment the uh, for the moment it was suggested. So uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your Suikoden background. Um, I love the Suikoden series. I played it later, like it wasn't a childhood game. I never owned it as a child, but um, uh, my boyfriend at the time had uh, the first Suikoden, and I played that and I loved it. And then just from there, I just in the course of maybe a month, played all five games, and then Tychris as well on the DS. But um, no, I love Suikoden, and this Suikoden 2 is probably my favorite, tied with maybe five. Ty- Tyrkris. Right. Tyrkris. That's, that's, that's another word in this podcast that none of us are going to be certain how to pronounce. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, I, I know it means Zodiac, but I, and I think I think it's just the German word for Zodiac. Maybe it's a different yes, what, yes. Right, okay. Well, anyway, I don't know anything about that game or how to pronounce it or <laughs> m- much about this version, this game's interpretation of the Zodiac. All right, uh, Keegan, you're another person who I know has played um, many Suikoden games many times. Uh, can you briefly tell us about that? Yeah, of course. Um, I actually started with Suikoden 4 as my first game, which is... That's pretty much regarded as the weakest <laughs> entry in the series. But I still remember I was just a kid and I saw it at like a Hollywood video, which was kind of a two bit blockbuster back in the day. And I was like, ooh, I like pirates. I like boats. Let me check this out. And then the series just got better from there. 
Well, now you've spoiled the pirates and boats. You've oh, spoiled the pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's my that's my motto for any game series. Always start with the worst one, and then you won't be disappointed for the rest of the games. My suggestion, don't play bad RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want pirates and boats, I think Alana and I both have the same suggestion. That would be an improvement over Suikoden 4, but that's for another day for another podcast. <laughs> But, but um, yeah, I pretty much played every game in the series, and I absolutely love it. And I think three is my all-time favorite, with two close behind. Very cool. And uh, I don't know, maybe Sweet in Three will be another day for another podcast if uh, if we get enough like interest from staff or listeners. But right now, we're going to focus on two for the time being. Uh, Tris, what's your background for Sweet in Two in particular, Sweet in series in general? Oh, I love the Sweet in series. Um, I actually started with. Uh, Chris, and and it's kind of the black sheep that it's a spinoff, but I personally loved it. And after I started with that, I hunted down the rest of the Suikoden games right after. And I was, uh, I was, I think it was around the time already when um, it was already on the PSN, so I got one and two, and then I bought three and five, and I actually have not played four yet, or because I don't have tactics. So I didn't play four yet, so I don't know how the whole story starts out, but I loved... I played one, two, five, and three many times already, so... But I do love... I think my favorite would be five, followed closely by two, because five kind of improves on what two was lacking for me. And and wait, um, Leona, was your favorite also five? It was tied between two and five. Okay, okay, right. Okay, so (laughs) we have some diversity in favorites here, uh, but Suikoden 2 seems to be a top two. (laughs) Yep. Among everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Alana, you, okay, I should say, your background with the series is a little bit closer to mine since you're a relatively recent Suikoden player. Uh, can you um, tell us about your Suikoden experience of the past, I, I want to say, a few months? <laughs> yeah, because a few months ago, I've never played a single Suikoden game. Um, so I challenged myself to play one before two and really enjoyed one. Really surprised, actually, for a 1995 RPG on the PS1. It was super competent, super fun, just, and it felt really well paced. And so it really set me up nicely for two. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of probably going to be history because I'm probably going to blitz through all five of them at some point over the next year because I've fallen in love with the series very Yay. quickly. Yeah. I feel guilty for, cause like, I feel like I pressured you into playing the first one. <laughs> you, you did not. Um, I definitely wanted to do it because oh, uh, there are some carryovers. They're not hugely important, but I must say, it has really helped me along the way. Because yeah. we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Yeah. All right, and uh, I guess I can. It's my turn now. Um, I tried playing Suikoden One from a rental, eh, probably uh, eighteen or nineteen years ago, right around when I got a, a PS One for the first time. And I, I didn't love it. I only played maybe six or seven hours of it. And I was aware that Suikoden 2 was better and more popular and very good. But I was never able to get my hands on a copy of it until it was made available on the PSN a couple of years ago. And I did not start Suikoden 2 until we started uh, playing for the podcast. And I should get this out right uh, out of the way. Um, I'm a little bit behind. I'm, uh, I think we're going to... I am about between 10 and 12 hours in. And I... Uh, and so I won't be... Uh, perfectly able to talk about um, the midpoint of the game, but I am insisting on finishing this before we record our second episode. I I, I even told myself I'm not gonna uh, play the new Dragon Quest until this game until I finish Suikoden Two. So that's gonna motivate me real hard. 
in the next couple in the next week or two as I finish Suikoden 2. But I, I I'm really enjoying it so far, and it's definitely uh, my first ten plus hours of Suikoden 2 are definitely better than the first several hours of Suikoden 1. And um, no, that's good. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm enjoying it very much so far. I, uh, in, in a way, I'm a little mad at myself for not managing my time better and getting this, and getting this done because, because it, it has the problem isn't the game, it's, it's me this time. Sometimes the problem You're is the game. You're not a problem. I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm so problematic. I'm more problematic than the, than the food and firefly. Trust me on this one. But anyway, the. Uh, Anyway, today we are here to talk about Suikoden 2. We are going to be talking up through the events in Green Hill. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. And then we will save the rest of the discussion for the second half of the episode. Uh, but before we sort of just cut through the plot, um, uh, Keegan, you and I were on an episode many moons ago, I think mm-hmm. earlier this summer, or end of spring, called RPG Adaptations. And we discussed a couple RPGs that were adapted from uh, <laughs> from uh, I, I don't know exactly the right word for this um, uh, like famous ch- pieces of Chinese literature. Yeah, I think people usually go by I think like the four great ancient Chinese novels. That's usually what right. I see online. Okay, okay, yeah. So the Water Margin, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, Journey West, and the Red Chamber are the four sort of classical works of Chinese literature that are studied with. You know, with the, maybe the same scholarly background as, uh, you know, the Iliad and the Odyssey in the Western world, or perhaps the works of Shakespeare in the English-speaking world. They're v- very, very important works of literature, and uh, one of them, the Water Margin, is a uh, Suikoden is a loose adaptation of that. Uh, now, I have not read the Water Margin or even an abridged version, so I, I, but I believe is basically to challenge a uh, to challenge a warlord a group of 108 freedom fighters uh join forces and uh and and you know and uh, save their homeland is a the extremely abridged <laughs> summary of that of that novel and so uh, w- w- um and uh and each of them uh one of the characters represents one of the uh shoot i, I it's a uh, it's one of 108 uh, yeah um, items within a within uh, within a tenet of Buddhism, I think. Yes. But it is so. It's the number one hundred eight is significant in the water margin and significant in Suikoden. And uh, uh, Keegan or Leona or Tris, please correct me if I'm wrong about this. Um, the one hundred and eight stars of Suikoden of any given Suikoden game are one hundred and eight recruitable characters that are represented as either names on a tablet or stars in a constellation. Uh. Yes, for the most part. There's a divide between the earthly stars, yes, yes. which is, I think, the th- first 36 or 38. I forget the exact Those are the heavenly stars. Yeah. There's 36. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. That's why some start with chi and start with, some start with 10. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, again, 10 for heaven is one of the few Japanese words I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's some uh, very rare occasions later in the series where a star isn't exactly recruitable. But for the most part, that's basically it. Every member of the stars is a recruitable, either party think, member or castle worker. And I yes. think there's always more than 108. I don't think there's any with just 108. I think mostly right. there are like at least three more. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I've been checking a non-spoiler walkthrough to make sure I don't miss any permanent uh, recruits or permanent items in Suikoden 2. And I yeah. have noticed uh, you can recruit this person or this person, and they'll become this <laughs> yeah. star. That or, star, yeah. Or, yeah. If you, or uh, you can only recruit this person if you recruit this one, but the second one isn't one of the 108 stars. And there's a bunch of conditional phrases like that. But yeah. uh, but the point is there are over 100 recruitable characters in every, in any given Suikoden game, and they each play a specific role uh, in your castle town or in your army or whatever, exactly whatever the framework of mm-hmm. recruitment is for mm-hmm. the given Suikoden game. We've only gone through the first half of the game, uh, but I, before we get into plot, um, let's each mention one sem- un- unimportant or semi-important star. Like one character that we've used a, quite a bit in the okay. first half of this playthrough. Just just to give an idea of the diversity of characters we're recruiting here, uh, and then it doesn't it doesn't have to be like a main character or the or a side character. It can be literally anyone. I'll, I'll go first because I, I I sprung this on you by surprise. Um, okay. Uh, I'll mention two characters. I've had the white wolf Shiro and the flying chipmunk Muku Muku in my party yes. as often as yes. I possibly can. <laughs> Yes, because they are both great. They do not equip any items. They can't use items. They give. They use very limited magic, but they are strong as hell. Because all of yeah. the animal characters in these games can't equip our, uh, items, but have very high stats. And mm-hmm. I was also very, very lucky uh, to to get two items called uh, uh, two double beat runes in my in like the first hour of playing the game, and then I got a third one, sort of going back down the same mountain, um, <laughs> w- w- without without really farming for them. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I'm so mad at you for that. Three <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't realize until much later when I was researching, like, uh, when I was researching what characters to use. Um, that oh, oh, people farm for these for hours at the beginning of the well, game, and I just yeah. got, I, and I just they're got totally three. locked off after a certain point, a very early certain point, and then they open up later, much, much later in the game. So getting them in that tiny window is really the only way to get full use of them. Yeah. Well, I got three of them in about ninety minutes, and they have been permanently <laughs> they've been you. permanently on uh, my Black. on my flying squirrel, on my white wolf, and the third one has been passed around a little bit. I think now I have it on uh, uh, I have it on some frontliner guy, maybe um, possibly Victor. I don't know, but I'd have to check my file. So anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the two early animal companions that you can recruit. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Keegan, is there a first half character that you've loved having in your party for the just the beginning of the game? Uh, for me, once you get her permanently, I love Ellie. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. she's an adorable oh, character, yeah. and she also has pretty okay physical stats and fantastic magic stats. Yep. She's just a great, like, all-round mm. character. Being a long-range character and magic-oriented, it's great. It's a little hard yeah. to find a, a good long-range character in the game. I, have, um, yeah. I don't have any that I love other than Muku Muku and, and maybe Ellie, who I, have, uh, who I have used off and on a bit. Yeah. I mean, nothing's worse than a short-range magic character, Luck. <laughs> but Luck's Aww. so great. I know, but I just... He's so sincere. He, Luke's a good magic user, but he yeah. it is a little bit annoying that he won't be able to take part in, you know, in, like, attack all strategies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He does come with that terrible pixie rune that is just, like... Oh, yeah, why? It does, like, a tenth why? of your magic stat, which is less than his auto attack. <laughs> He's also rude. So oh, yeah. I don't have yeah. to use Luke. What a jerk. You don't. You don't, but then you'd be missing out on the first character to have three rune slots, so... Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Sound... And a forehead rune slot. 
I, I yeah. have read that uh, having three rune slots is like the biggest advantage possible in this game. Um, oh, yes. And, and, uh, and yes. not a ton of characters have that. But r- where I am right now, I'm, I'm just fine with my, you know, just giving my most powerful rune to my squirrel pet. Um, <laughs> uh, Leona, is there an early game or mid game character that you've gotten a lot of mileage out of? This, play- um... this playthrough, I should say. Yeah, I, I think Anita is very strong. Oh, I like yeah. having mm-hmm. har- having her. She has the Falcon Ruin. Oh, she's a, a... The, the blonde, hard-drinking sword lady. Yes, yes. right. I love her. She's very powerful, short-range character, just all around. I keep her in my party a lot. But um, for personality-wise, I quite like Zamza. Oh. Who <laughs> <laughs> thinks he's just the best person in your oh, army gosh. at all times. Is uh-huh. he good? Because I don't think I've touched him. He's probably not still really. He's probably still not five. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but he thinks he's the best, and I love characters like that. Um, you can often find him like wandering around your castle, complaining that why isn't he given a room? Everyone else has a room. Why, why am I just? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zamza, nobody wants to be your roommate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Alana, do you have an, an earlier mid-game favorite character so far? Uh, well, I would have said luck, actually, if someone hadn't have, like, completely trod all over him. But... Uh, no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's word number three, where pronunciation is very uncertain. I'm, I'm going with the, you know... Uh, the, Luke the, or luck, yeah. Yeah, I'm going with the French, yeah. like, Jean-Luc, and you guys are going for the, you know, stat located after agility, luck. Yeah. I just go with the flu, whatever you guys say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but otherwise, I've been using a lot of the Swigert and One characters, so I guess and they're not minor characters, so Flick and Victor have kind of been rotational yeah. in the party because I adore them and they're totally together, so, you know. Okay, yeah. now, uh, get this out of the way. This is going to be the most important thing we discuss in this podcast. In the um, same-sex ship pairing of Flick and Victor, we are officially <laughs> calling it Flickter, correct? Okay, okay, all right, we're settled on Flick on Flickter. That's all right, excellent. Okay, continue, Alana. Um Yeah, so I they're just both some really solid. Um well Victor particularly is solid, um, first line, but um Damn right is. Nice and diverse. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, like, I tell you. yeah, I know it's just nice to use all the characters from the first game. Um I've also been using Clive a little bit, but I did try and do his side quest, but I have way bold over uh, that time. Than it's that. so hard. Um, yeah, for a first time especially. Uh yeah. but as I've said with Luck, Luke, whatever, um, we uh, his three rune slots make him really good, and I got the blue gate rune really early oh, on. Yes, so, yes. I, yeah, I, I got I got one of those like a few hours before I stopped playing. Um, yeah. It wasn't. Is it, is it good? I, I didn't have any. Oh, I didn't yes. think I had any. Like this game summoning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just, uh, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. It's extremely oh good for early on. You'll be wiping out enemies. For... It, can, yeah. it can only go on the forehead, though. You don't say. Yeah, yeah. yeah the blue gate rune can only go on the forehead. All so right, like, welcome to the party, Luke. As soon as I go to the party. <laughs> there you go. I told you. Yeah, no, he's great. It doesn't matter that you can't attack one If you don't want to sure. use... Yeah, if you don't want to use Luke, Rena also gets a forehead rune, I think. Yeah, I think oh. she does. Yeah, Rena. Oh, mm-hmm. I, do, I do like Rena more so. than Luke. So... <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, okay, that's something I'll explore later. Uh, Tris, do you have an earlier mid-game favorite uh, character for your lineup? Oh, I'm so glad Alana said that she likes Luke, because I love Luke. Um, not <laughs> yeah. just because he's pretty much the strongest magic user in the game, but um, I love Luke's character in all of Suicoden. Like, I love his character in, from the first game, the second, and the third. 
and he is he is a really really like his development is by far my favorite um so i remember him from suikoden again i haven't played beyond like hour five of suikoden one but he's one of the few characters i remember because he was this you know like like a sardonic goddess's assistant i think (laughs) yes they they meet they meet quite early yes right Exactly, and you get a little bit more of his history in Suikoden 2. It's a little bit kind of touched upon throughout mm-hmm. the later half, but um, I just love Luke. I know, but I also use um Flick and Victor just because um I don't know if we talked about transfer files, but since I maxed out their stats in yes. the first game, oh, they goodness. were OP in the beginning part of Suikoden 2 for me. So I was just like, okay, let me just kill everything now. <laughs> I also use Stallion just because I love his true holy rune, which they didn't rename the Godspeed rune because people mistaken oh. the true holy rune as a true as rune, yeah. which it isn't. But it makes you walk faster on the over um, overworld. Where so can I get I, this guy? Uh, he's, <laughs> you, find him, you find him running around, and to get him, you have to run away oh. from battles. What? What? Okay. okay. All right. No, I I, I, I have. Okay, I have met this guy before because I'm looking at a portrait now, and and he was in yes. one of the towns yes. on the southern continent. You Don't... can't get him until your castle's a certain level. How yeah, you... You can... okay. I'm not. I'm not even sure I've upgraded my castle's <laughs> level yet. Yeah, uh, the you... more recruits yeah. you get, your castle upgrade, and that's oh. a visual change. Like actually, get new mm-hmm. buildings and new like it's it's amazing. It's a massive castle. Okay, so, so yes. but, but there there is there isn't like an upgrade castle menu because that because uh, that no. was that no. Was, no. Yeah, I have definitely not encountered yeah. something like that. But I but I have been recruiting <laughs> yeah. characters pretty diligently. So I don't know. Maybe my castle's already level two. I think it's like past thirty is when you hit level two. Yeah, that, it's, if you divide the number one oh eight by four, I think that's roughly where it always cuts off for every new level. Cool. So right. it just splits up into that like so it, it does it automatically. So you have to like know what was in your castle so to see the changes so you kind of need to explore every time to see what's yeah. the best way to find out is by floor level because each level each upgrade increases your floor size i did see a bunch of contractors in an empty room on the one of the top upper levels saying oh we could put stairs here and expand it this way i was like oh okay mm-hmm. so I, I guess uh, eventually this castle will get bigger that's neat mm-hmm. but i but i i i did see in my non-spoiler walkthrough uh requires castle level three requires castle level four and i'm like okay mm-hmm. so the castle will upgrade i i this is fine but i i was you know had my eye out for a castle upgrade man or, or something and there was and no, nothing like that happened Okay, so we've gone through a bunch of uh, a bunch of characters so far, but let's get into the main story. Uh, at the very beginning, uh, you have um, the two main characters, Ryu and Joey, are uh, members of a youth brigade in a uh, in a con- an ongoing conflict between the Highland nations and the city state nations. Yes, and and um and it, they it's it's a little confusing. Like uh, like uh, I, I think city state is supposed to be a uh, an alliance of five city states but yes. mm-hmm. but yes. it but sometimes they refer to the country as state and sometimes as city state and sometimes refer to the individual countries it's a little a little confusing but yes. anyway so there's a, a war between the highlands and the city states and they they just signed a ceasefire but surprise surprise the highland uh brigade that Joey and Ryu are part of get thrust into action it's unclear at first but then you realize that uh a few highlands Commanders uh, um, Raud and Luca Blight are basi- basically choose to ma- massacre their own division, blame it on uh, city-state uh, violating the ceasefire, 
and then use that as an excuse to continue the war. And they do that because uh, Raud is an ambitious jerk, and Luca Blight is p- just pure evil. Holy crap. Okay. I think it's uh, important is. to mention that this uh, division is a division of literal children. Yeah, yeah. So they call yeah. it the Youth Brigade. The Youth Brigade. Yeah. So the it's it, right? yeah. So it's so it's um, yeah, t- a bunch of teenage yeah. unicorns, just like Ryu and Joey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That opening is so dark. Like if you talk to just the NPCs, they're like, "I'm so scared," and like, you "Mommy," they're just laying on the floor dead, and it's like, "Oh god." Yeah. And so, yeah. all right. So after this happens, um. Joey and Ryu jump off a cliff. While at, after you know we get a flashback to their childhood, they make a uh, they make a manly pact to return to this cliff together. Um, it, it's yeah. it's communicated very clearly that these two kids grew up together and love each other like brothers. And uh, yeah. so they jump off a cliff. Um, eventually, they both find their way as prisoners to a mercenary fort on the city state side. They they're taken prisoner. They do chores and even somehow get a remarkable amount of freedom for being prisoners. <laughs> but they uh, they eventually manage to escape and go back home. And uh, at their hometown, they're oh, being blamed. Oh, oh, okay. There's uh, so there's one thing I wanted to know about jumping off the cliff scene. So um, there's actually an Easter egg in that particular scene. Oh, or that particular um. So what you, um, during that scene, you're uh, you're confronted by Rod, which is why you end up choosing to jump off the cliff. Right. Yeah. If you actually do 108 battles, like you keep waiting on Rod to um bring in more enforcements so what happens with um when you get the opening cutscene instead of it being in sepia tone it's gonna actually be in full color so it you have to grind the... 108 battles in the first in the very yeah. first area of the game yeah yep. so you, no, oh, you have to so during that one before you jump off the cliff every time you keep saying wait here wait here wait here and rad keeps bringing more enforcements you have to um if you wait at least 108 times so you fight 108 um battles with Raud it'll actually change the cutscene to full colored instead of the sepia tone. So it just changes. I don't know. For me, I did it my second playthrough and it was This may shock you, but I was not interested in doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's long. It's cool, it, it it, it's it's cool so that it exists, but just don't ever ask me to go beyond a YouTube search for that, man. <laughs> it's really yeah. easy to do, though, because Joey, Joey and um, Rio, or the main character, have that really Unite cool um, double tech, don't they? Yes. Unite, yeah. yeah. No, so no, no, no. It, it would not be an issue of challenge. It would be an issue of <laughs> of, uh, of time and boredom. Yeah. And repetition. He's already behind. <laughs> I, I'm already behind. I'm already, like, <laughs> I'm already having a very challenging time at work at home. I don't need to grind the same fight 108 times. <laughs> <laughs> not this time. Sorry, Suikoden. Uh, no. I, I don't want to say too many nice things about Konami during this podcast. You, uh, <laughs> oh. Just just because of more recent events. Oh. But uh, we should mention that the Suikoden series was sort of the signature RPG series of Konami. And over the mm-hmm. uh, for about a 20-year period, they made several Suikoden games, five main series and a handful of spin-offs like Tactics and Tear Chris. Sadly, they probably aren't really in the business of making Suikoden games anymore. Yeah. When was the most recent one? It was the PSP oh, one, uh, Tales of the Woven Century, I think, is the translation for it. Yeah, and we never got it over here, though. No, we never got it. And the, so that was, good, that was late 2000s, I guess? Yeah, 2012, I think, was the last. Or sure, 11? okay, so... So, like that. so yeah, the, the, that, uh, yeah, that rate, so about about 15-plus years uh, of Suikoden games that, has, you know, that have uh, unfortunately been cut off a bit. No news anything anything about a Suikoden six, but I but in my brief research of Suikoden two, people were 
um, theorizing what runes would be <laughs> would be central oh, yeah. to the uh, to, to a theoretical sweet <laughs> in six. What characters would play major roles? Um, would we finally learn what's going on? What's going on with Jean? Like things like that. Oh yes. There's a, there's a lot of fan speculation about Sweet in uh, about the future of Sweet in and it's a very popular series, uh, especially among the RPG circles that we roll in. But oh boy, yeah, Konami has not been treating Sweet in very kindly. But uh, let's go back to the main plot of Sweet in too. Um, after Joey and Ryu escape, they go back to their hometown where they've been branded as spies by the remnant, by uh, Raud and his cronies, and then eventually have to escape along with uh, Ryu's sister, Nanami. And I love Nanami. She's just the best. Yeah, she's great. Nanami's she's a great. real sister. She's a real sister in the game. You know, she's right. not one of those sisters that act like a secondary love interest. It's like, no... That's my big sister. <laughs> no, she's a, she's a little silly and, uh, and 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 definitely has a personality that is rooted in some you know anime nonsense. But <laughs> but no, she is hilarious and very lovable and not part of the uh, oh no, my little sister isn't blood related and we're gonna try and marry her. Like no, she's not one of those little mm. sisters. No, yeah. no, yeah. Thank God, thank God. <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah, I love Nanami. I think one of the when you go home and you get your um, stuff, like there's this one vase that you can get you choose from, and one of them, if you appraise it, is Nanami's vase. And it's funny because she's so she thinks it's worth so much when you get it, but then when you sell it, it's worth the least, worth like five. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> adds a little bit more trick. It has sentimental value. It does. And, and Nanami over. <laughs> Nanami overpaying for that vase is very Nanami. She made it. She made, <laughs> she it, made it herself. Yeah, oh, made it. oh, never mind. <laughs> That's even it. better. Wow. <laughs> I misunderstood you for a second. That's even better. <laughs> so to continue the uh, Suikoden 2 theme of always running away from the army, uh, they, oh. they, uh, you basically take Nanami and go back down to the mercenary fort you escaped, you escaped from. And it's uh, pretty soon after that, it's, a, it's attacked by the Highlanders' for- forces, the, our heroes barely escape Luca Blight's sword. Man, this game does a really good job at showing off how horrifying Luca Blight is. Oh, like, yeah. The attack on the mercenary fortress, the attack on a Kiaru. Like, right. He is a monster. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the first, say, six or seven hours, you flee Highlander's forces uh, at least three or four times. You you uh, basically lose badly in some tactical battles that the player takes part in. It's not it's not like this is a story being told to you. You you are you are placed in futile battles and just get <laughs> wrecked a couple times. Yeah. And and so it really communicates just how outmatched you are in the context of the story and how much of a savage monster Luke of Light is. Right. They do a very good job of communicating that. And also he has a particular fondness for a certain barnyard animal. Oh yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that was so horrible. Oh, that God. was awful. Oh man. That was. Oh. <laughs> Look at Blight is so desperate in tone from all the other villains, I feel like yeah. in Suikoden. He's just so dark and so menacing. Like the other villains aren't exactly like twirling mustache villains, but he just feels like a real life psychopath. Some of them oh, do yeah. have mustaches yeah. though. No, yeah, yeah, but, no. but 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 I see what you basically mean. They, um, most of the villains in Suikoden Two fe- feel like political manipulators. They're either yes, right. they're either politicians that are obviously exploiting um, the poor and their armies, or they're military leaders that are you know probably horrible or or perhaps just too prideful. But it, it feels like 
this could be a politically flavored storyline, except you have Luca Blight, who's just like, um, who, who's just almost a force of nature, just de- mm-hmm. just like desperate and bloodthirsty, and always wanting to be fighting and extending this war, and he is undefeatable in battle. And but he also happens to be the prince of the Highlands nation, and his oh, uh, yeah. and it, and it possibly might even be sub- uh, subverting the will of his father, who was a. Uh, you know the either the king or uh, emperor of the highlands, but uh, was one of the people that brokered this priest this peace treaty that Luca sh- like willfully shattered. Yeah, he was not fond of the peace treaty. Oh, okay. Right. L- Luca or <laughs> it, Luca or Luca's father. Uh, Luca, uh, his father Agarus Blight. He he was for okay. the peace treaty. Yeah, that, that, that's uh, that's Luca what I thought. Had yeah. Own reasons for hating the city states, but that'll get like talked about in the second half. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Luca is definitely pretty much blatantly unapologetic throughout this first half, and I love it. I just, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of, I don't know. They do kind of, you know, give background to him in this first half. You know what happened, and some, some allusion to what happened in his past. But I just love that Luca Blight is just, for the most part, he just wants to kill people for the fun of it because he enjoys it. It's a real, like, plot driver. Like, him just going to each town that you just happen to be at just forces you to the next town, to the next town. Oh, yeah, the next but, but, yeah, you're basically, like, you're not on a journey traveling dungeon town dungeon town oh, to explore the right. world. You are <laughs> fleeing from Luca Blight's army because yeah. because wherever he goes, he'll destroy roughly half of the villages in the in the zone that you're yeah. in. Exactly. And uh, I, we glossed over this a little bit. One of the towns that you visit is um, Toto. Which is uh, one of the first, you know, four or five towns in the game, and mm-hmm. uh, you meet a little girl named Pilika there, who is a very sweet, precocious little girl that is that it attaches immediately to Joey and Ryu, especially Joey. And, Uncle and it, Joey. Yeah. Uncle, oh, oh, you're J- Uncle Joey's friend. Can I call you Uncle Ryu? It's like, of course, oh, of course you can, Pilika. Oh. Of course you can. But she's the <laughs> she's also the lone survivor of uh, Toto after Luca Blight's yeah. forces like annihilate it and and is basically terrified into muteness and is yeah, um yeah. and is just a sullen silent girl that it cries occasionally for the rest of the first half of the game <laughs> this is immortalized <sighs> online but if anything else <laughs> happens to pilica i will destroy somebody <laughs> oh, jesus she's so precious like oh, she's with you. Like, so many she... bad things happen to her yeah <laughs> i love the way she's around runs around you and everything and she's just adorable and i swear to god and and like even like silent moments like later in the game uh for a while um you you meet these traveling players and we referred to a couple of them already um uh i uh ellie rena bogan bogan Bolgan, right? And um, when you're traveling with them, Pilika sort of befriends Bolgan a little bit, and she's like, and she's like, and she's like hanging out with him a little bit, and they're playing together. And and it's like Pilika is just so precious and sweet, whether she has, whether she's involved in the main dialogue or not, and is uh, just a very early victim of this war. And one of my motivations for continuing to play is like, oh, she better turn out all right. Like I, I want a dramatic moment where she can speak again and is and is happy crying instead of sad crying. Give no. that to me, please, Konami. But uh, it has not happened yet. Right now, Pilka is a very tragic figure. Oh boy, oh, we're saying nothing. All right. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, uh, um, but shortly after you um. You go through Toto, uh, 
Pilika sort of leads um, the main characters into this hidden cave that was uh, that her father watched over, and yeah. in the cave, a mysterious goddess figure is it is it Leknot? Leknot. Yeah, yeah. Leknot. Okay. She's yeah. the okay. She's so... the keeper of the gate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if if you play Suikoden One, you get a lot more history about this. But mm-hmm. uh, Lechna has one of the true runes, and it's called the Gate Rune. The Gate Rune. Mm-hmm. And she, her, her sister was Windy, the villain yeah. in Suikoden yeah. One, and she had the the Back Gate Rune. I think that's what it was called. Yes, the Back Gate. So basically, gate. yeah, these Lechna's seen as sort of the, the 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 guider of destiny. She'll appear all through the series and kind of guide the protagonist towards what they should be doing. Right. Yeah, she's kind of like, she kind of starts the journey and is the reason how, why the 108 stars of Destiny kind of gather. So mm-hmm. she kind of is the, pretty much the pivotal point of, okay, now your journey is about to begin. And, and then she usually gives you something cool. Yes. <laughs> right. So, so, so at the scene in Toto, Leknat identifies Ryu and Joey as being sort of, you know, you know, you know two, I guess, you know, important destined people. And so she grants mm-hmm. each of them a rune. Um, Ryu gets the very defensive bright shield rune, and Joey gets mm-hmm. the very powerful black sword rune. Yes. Yes. And, uh, these, and... Are, these are two halves of one rune. This, yeah. are, this is the rune right. of beginning. Oh, what's interesting about the rune of beginning is, is usually people speculate. Um, if, I don't know if you're familiar with the lore of actually how the true runes came to happen. So before of all time, there was a sword and a shield, and they were brothers. And one time, sword and shield fought against each other, and so the jewels from the shield scattered and became the true runes. And people are speculating whether or not that rune of beginning are the same sword and shield in the story that made up the true runes. So, so the organic brother died and became the Bionis. And oh, inorganic God, this brother is died. not Xenoblade Chronicles! <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, 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 really? Okay. My bad. Aye, aye, aye. Anyway, um, so after they get two halves of the Rune of Beginning, uh, they, they they go on an adventure in this new region uh, called Muse, named also named after the capital city Muse. Yes. You go through a very boring dungeon called the Sindar Ruins. Yeah, well, that's a bit <laughs> I mean, come on. It's, it's, I, I, Sindar I, I, Ruins is not great. The more mm-hmm. the more frustrating part of that is you have a forced party for that that, that yes. short time. And I and oh, I only yeah. had one of my three double beat runes. <laughs> yeah, and I was not happy random. about it. Oh, it's completely I was not happy about it. Yeah, it was I think I ended up getting Zamza and Shiro for that. So I was pretty happy cuz oh, I just I got Melly. Yeah, I had I had Melly and Mukumuku, but I didn't have Shiro or uh Kennison. Or 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 Kinnison or uh or uh shoot why can't I think of his name or Ricky Maru and I I yeah. Ricky Maru and Shiro had two of my three double beats so <laughs> that that was that was not fun having this random party for this yeah my, I had a yeah Millie Mukumuku and um oh shoot one other jerk I don't remember yeah so I, I was not thrilled about having sort of mandatory parties set for me and it happened again a little bit when you're going when you're traveling south before you get the castle. Oh, uh, coronet time. Yeah, we, uh, after a bunch of bad stuff happens in Muse, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, you're, you're all, you also don't have uh, don't have access to a full uh, uh, shoot shoot to the to the full tavern, and and your party gets set for yeah. you again. But it's, but nothing. It's not as uh, annoying as dealing with the Sindar. It's quite a short distance. Yeah. 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 
But uh, so so yeah. But you, there's a bit of a you know uh, a nice little vignette that happens uh, in the Sindar ruins. Uh, you meet an in, an innkeeper and her husband and help him try to find a treasure in the ruins. And it uh, ends up not being a big pile of treasure like he wanted, but he does get to save his wife with the herbs that he finds there. That so that that's that's nice. Um, yeah. But in Muse, uh, the Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, the circuit and Christmas special. You had to, yeah, you had to, you know, watch the Christmas special before the first half of season one continues. Yeah, it's, it's like this isn't the story I want, but I guess it's the story I got. Okay, and Christmas specials always do good ratings. I know. Uh, we're going through these Cinder ruins to get the permit to get to Muse City from Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the permit. Yeah, because we you're just not allowed in because um, obviously Luca Blight is just on the advance towards every town and village. Mm-hmm. And, but, and but when you're in get to muse they they seem skeptical like 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 oh, luca blight's not gonna attack us come on that's trade that's crazy talk but yeah surprise he luca blight attacks <laughs> but 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 before that think, yeah. but, but before like... that happens a, a few important details go uh occur uh, you want to go into those a little bit uh leona uh, what are they talking about the the arrest and stuff like that? Uh, well, well, no, no. I, I was talking about the the spying on the Highland camp, and then oh um, yeah, uh, well, yeah. you you meet Lady Annabelle when you go to Muse, and she's an important figure towards, and she's an old friend of Victor's. Is she in Sweden uh, One? Because I know Flick and Victor. No, are. No, 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 no. Okay, she she's seemed totally like, she seemed like an old friend of Victor's, which is why I I suspected. Yeah. That. Yeah, she is, but no, we don't see her in Suikoden 1. But, but Victor's from this area, but in Suikoden 1, you're in a totally different country, so Victor's like a foreigner in that country anyway. Yes, yes. Uh, so, um, but her assistant, Jess, is struggling to find a way to infiltrate the Highland camps to find out how many provisions that they have and how long their attack on Muse will last. And uh, But he only has uh, youth brigade uniforms, <laughs> and I guess they don't want to send any Muse children there. Yeah, <laughs> they'll send us instead. And there's a moment of confusion by the guard, like, "Wait, the, you youth brigade? Didn't you guys get wiped out?" And goes, uh, uh, "Yes, we sure yes, did." Bar <laughs> will help everything, but they let you in to the camp, and you get to find they have about two weeks worth of provisions. But you get separated from Joey after Raud sees Rio and Joey. Oh yeah, and the camp, and oh, you also meet Jelia, Princess Jelia. Yeah, Jelia. I was gonna say yeah. Jelia. Yeah, uh, you meet her in Cairo briefly, briefly when Joey and Rio are about to be executed. Mm-hmm. And but it's not much of a scene, but um, Joey hides in uh, and Rio hide in Jelia's tent, and she kind of saves them a little bit, but Rio um, Raud doesn't fall for it. And Joey sacrifices himself to let Ryu escape from the camp, and he uses the black sword rune. But we don't really see if anyone dies. Nanami and Ryu are waiting outside Muse. Yeah, it's um, quite a sad scene. Yeah, for, yeah, for a while, I, I for a while I thought like, oh, Joey's gonna Joey's dead, and they're gonna send back his head in a box or something. But no, no, he he he, <laughs> oh, no. he, come, he comes by a, seemi- seemingly unharmed. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. It's, so, it's so sad. Little Pelika is just like waiting out there in the cold with us, and she's just lost everyone already. And she could yeah. be losing Joey, but Joey appears just as dawn starts to break, and it's really sweet. And everyone hugs, runs to hug him, 
and everything seems fine, but he's been acting a bit suspicious ever since, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, he does act a bit suspiciously. Yeah. yeah. If you have too many ellipses, you know something. Yeah, every sentence was like 10 ellipses, and I was like, don't do this yeah. to me, Joey. And then, uh, <laughs> it, like, we really know that something's going down when he's, you know, speaking to a mysterious ninja in the shadows when he you yes. know, like, sneaks off to yeah. the side and he's not taking a smoke break or anything. It's Joey starts asking, acting suspiciously after returning from that mission. Yes, and that that mysterious ninja is a little cameo from a Suikoden one character, Kage. I love he's Kage. A, yeah, he's a he's a ninja you can recruit in Suikoden one, but he's the main <laughs> sort of character. Here. Can, can I, can I uh, do a quick aside on the name Kage? Yeah, no, that's the Japanese word for shadow. So you see Kage characters ah. named Shadow or the word Kage around ninja stuff all the time. Yes. Um, but <laughs> many years ago, probably, I guess around 20 years ago, the, when they were developing the video game Daikatana, which was a famous flop of a game uh, released <laughs> by, uh, uh, by, the, by the same team that made Doom in the, in the late 90s. And it was this ambitious, like, like cyberpunk, uh, like su- samurai RPG that uh, I, I remember seeing an ad for in my uh, PC copy of Final Fantasy VII. To, to date this appropriately, but <laughs> the main character's name was Kage. But b- basically, the development of that game was so screwed up. The people that were the, doing the voice direction on the game didn't have very many notes from the creators of the game, so they recorded the entire game's soundtrack pronouncing the character's name Cage. Oh, yes, that's unfair. And they had to re-record everything, and that's just one tiny bullet point in the zillion things that went wrong making Daikatana a famous video game flop. <laughs> So whenever I see someone named Kage, it's like <laughs> Daikatana. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say Cage now. I feel like you would have laughed yeah. at me. <laughs> I, I oh I, I 100% would have, and it, it, it would not have been your fault. But it was. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad it didn't happen. Regardless, I knew that word. It's okay. <laughs> I'll pronounce everything else wrong, but I did that right. <laughs> I think all of us are pronouncing everything wrong this episode. But I mean, yeah. but uh, I'm, I'm still yes. not 100% on how to say Suikoden. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, so uh, Joey's acting a little suspiciously in Muse, and then it uh, and then it gets real bad. Where uh, I think we alluded to this before, the uh, uh, multiple representatives of the city states gather, and it mm-hmm. basically they no one's in agreement on whether the Highlands are a real threat or not, and uh, and they're unwilling to work together. Then uh, and even though they did have um, accurate intel from Joey and Ryu saying that yeah there's there's not a lot of provisions here they're probably going to attack soon, and, yeah. and they're correct Luca Blight attacks they get uh, um, the city state reinforcements leave in the middle of battle. Uh, my uh, it's my, that's my least favorite part of the game so far because I, I, I again I had this recruitment guide with me and I was trying to recruit the character Gilbert during the fight. Oh yes, oh. and it's it's annoying. Basically, you have to deal some amount of damage to Gilbert, who starts out as an enemy. Then he'll mm-hmm. join your side, mm-hmm. but then he only stays with you permanently if he survives the battle. Well, yeah. no, he, no, he, he can he can die, but no, he just he can't can. die die. Like, yeah. There's a chance when the character falls that they may die, but them falling in battle doesn't mean they have died. Yeah, so the dialogue they say once they die, it um, it indicates that if they're dead or not. This is not not helpful or evident as you play the game. It's really significant. It's like, 
they've fallen or they are like they cannot battle or something like that but yeah, yeah they've in, retreated uh, yeah permadeath, permadeath is a real thing in permadeath is a dice roll in this game great yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not. Well, now I'm not sure whether he died or not. But I had to. But I, but I reloaded that fight uh, three times, make, making sure that he survived. Uh, which he which he did, and I I did I was able to get him. I didn't give up on it. But uh, we, we we can talk about uh, about tactical battles later on in this episode. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but but again, it's sort of con- uh, continuing the communication of um, you're an army that's on its heels, like you're always running from these guys. When you get when you get out of Muse and you go down to a southern continent, or I guess it's on the same continent but across a giant lake, uh, yes. you have to play a gambling mini game to hitch a ride, and then you uh, oh. and, and then you beat I the trap. Oh. Yeah, then you Chinchironin. Yeah, Chinchironin has not, I has uh, I I imagine Chinchironin does get uh, frustrating, but I've been very lucky and I haven't lost a game of it yet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I well, I mean... went down to zero. <laughs> when I tried, oh, oh no! In Suikoden one, um, you have to. Oh, do and let it. me let me tell you. By the way, I had over a hundred thousand gold when I started. <laughs> oh and my god! Oh, each wow. time you fail that specifically, it builds up. So yeah. at the beginning, you just have to kind of win like I think five thousand from him. Yes, yeah, yeah, but for, 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 for recruiting him later, yes. Oh, you I have to would have just restarted. <laughs> I was, I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna win this time, and it didn't. <laughs> Yeah, was, I, I, I just I just bet three thousand once and then two thousand a second time and I won both times. It was I don't know. I don't, maybe you're just not good at this game, Keegan. <laughs> I was, oh yeah, I you're was not good at this random dice game. I maybe I, did, maybe I just have I have dumb sweet and luck. I have, I have dumb sweet and luck because I haven't lost a game of Chinchirone and I got three double beat runes without trying. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Don't know how Is this it? happened, guys. Get Is... back to me once you start recruiting the optional squirrels. Like I want to hear oh, how it goes there. He's oh gonna yes. do it. Oh, I'm Don't, gonna he's do it. Uh, Squirrel Sentine Squeaker Ranger, excuse me. So he doesn't ingest five battles and gets a new one each turn. I'm gonna, I'll quit. I'm done. I haven't tr- I haven't started trying that yet. I'm, I I think I'm right before where that's available because I I have seen yeah. I have seen them in the guide that I'm looking at. But uh, yeah, so, you have so to battle pro- them, right? You just they recruit, oh. they go to your party right away as soon as yeah, you, but you need an open area. space when you enter the battle. Right, 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 right. Uh. Yeah, it's like you have to you have to go through a certain area with um, fewer than six party members, and they'll join you. Uh, they'll join you randomly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. it's yeah, a whole I, complicated thing. But I'm, like, I'm, I'm gonna I'm works. gonna do it. I have I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. if, if, if if they put a Sentai reference in an RPG, I have to do that side quest or whatever it is. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still Alana. I'm still kind of mad that the Sentai costumes and Tales of the Abyss are New Game Plus only. That's in Why that's not? an injustice. Yeah, you'll have to just do another the New Game Plus episode just for that. <laughs> I I have considered it. Let's just say, maybe, maybe not a new episode, but I have considered new game plusing just to get the Abyss Man costumes. I know you have. Uh, <laughs> hey, I know what I like, but but any, anyway, um, uh, after you do some adventuring on that southern continent, there's a uh, well. I, I guess we skipped one important thing. Um, why yeah, was, yeah, a minor plot just a point. little bit. Uh, why was Joey act, asking so acting so suspiciously? Because now he's working for the Highlanders and he assassinates Mayor Annabelle. Yeah. What? 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 Uh, what? I know exactly. You wanna 
I've just taught myself to every time I get attached to somebody, they just like to stab me in the back. And Joey is no exception. Joey was my favorite character, and no, he this, this is worse. Than, it's worse than Danganronpa Two, isn't it? It's worse than Danganronpa Two. Um, <laughs> but like Annabelle is really, really cool. And to rewind even more, there's that really cool scene where Victor walks into her room and they share a bottle of wine together and yeah. they just chat. It's so good, and you just it's know so something's going to happen. And it's, I'm just <laughs> saying, they go. She's a cool. Door. She's a cool lady in power. And even before, and uh, like a day before she dies, she's like, oh. Oh yeah, uh, Ryu and Nanami. I knew your adoptive grandfather, uh, Genkaku. Yes. He was yeah. very important to me. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you all about him uh, tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, t- and then tomorrow night happens. They go to meet him. Uh, the guard says, "Oh, your friend already went there ahead of you." And your friend that went there ahead of you was Joey with a knife. At first, I thought it was talking about Victor. The first time I played it, I thought yeah. that the friend that had went ahead was Victor, but oh. it wasn't. There. It was referring to Joey. That last scene, though, with uh, Annabelle is good when it's just her and Joey. Oh. She's oh, yeah. badass. When oh, she throws that glass oh, and like, yeah. ah, you'll let your guard down, son. That's so cool. <laughs> I love Annabelle. She's great. This, game has some, this series has some awesome females. Oh, so yes. many good yes. female characters. So many. And also, right. we didn't really mention this, how cute is Ellie's crush on Ryu? Uh, yes. adorable. It, it's adorable. It, it's understated. <laughs> it's it like it's like oh it's like oh she likes him. She sort of keeps walking next to him. Her sister teases her about him, but and she and but she, it's not like her fawning over him or it's not getting into mm-hmm. like eye roll territory. It's like oh she just has a crush on him and sort of wants to be there for him, and it's super adorable. And maybe I'll use Ellie more often than I otherwise would. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like about her and a uh, Kasumi from Suikoden One. Like they have oh, their yes. affection for each other. So Ellie, Ellie's cute until you find her in your bedroom a lot of times. Like you oh, wake yeah. up and then Ellie will just be there in your bedroom. Oh, no. <laughs> like, kind of your bodyguard. Chilling. Oh, she's interested in his body, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, oh man, speaking of which, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm. I do not intend to slut shame at all. But Ellie's sister Rena. Oh boy, she gets. She oh, gets. Gosh. She gets oh. after what she wants. Oh, <laughs> What do you that mean? She n- just gave them like life advice. It's all she did. <laughs> I, w- I was. Oh sure, yeah. She like she she didn't have to explain a blowy to Joey. Is what you're telling me? Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, don't. <laughs> Joey's only interested in Rena, okay? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. 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 She. No. Um. It, it was Rena. Um. Uh, it was. I was referring to when she distracted one of the guards on the mountain pass yeah. earlier, and also <laughs> yeah. probably probably hooked up with Flick, which means he's cheating on Victor, and I'm not okay with that at all. <laughs> the the, the, love uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite running gags in the series is that Flick always gets like stuck with the really infatuated girl. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, happen- it happens in Secret and One as well with um the <laughs> all the, right the fraudulent papers woman. She like oh, I'll, I'll make I'll oh. I'll make I'll make these papers oh, yeah. for you if you have tea with me. And it's oh. like it's stuck with her. Okay, so uh, Flick canonically all- extremely handsome. Yeah, well, <laughs> obvious. Oh, okay, <laughs> obviously <laughs> handsome. I said canonically. That can also be obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, is he part of the Pretty Boy Attack? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think in this yes. one. No, yeah. Yes, Flick, yeah. Okay, yeah. Candice oh, and Mikmatov. Look, no, it's Flick, Luke, and uh, Sasuke. Was it? 
remember. So you're telling me there's multiple pretty boy attack unites. All right. There's a, there's a pretty girl one, isn't there? Or at least it's got a different name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a girl one with like Jean and some other people. Oh, no, it's hilarious. Oops. <laughs> no, Flick isn't in the second one for Pretty Boy. He's in the first one for Pretty Boy, and the second one is oh, really? Butch, Sasuke, and Luke. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. yeah. The first one he is. So you're telling me that Suikoden has a lot of Pretty Boys and Pretty Girls. And yeah. sometimes yeah. the army's, you know, hooking up behind the scenes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Suikoden <laughs> 3 has pretty monsters. Oh, my. Oh, there's oh. a Pretty Boy oh, attack in Suikoden 3 what? that involves nothing but monsters. Awesome. It's that like sounds a duck, excellent. a lizard, and a giant rhino beetle. I am into yeah. all of that. <laughs> I love rhino beetle. It looks so cool. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, that's why. Okay, sorry. I'll go off a Sweden 3 tangent later. Let's continue. Uh, not on this podcast, I'm afraid. Because, <laughs> because there's, there's only two eyes in the number after Sweden. But uh, I know. <laughs> uh so, which which means that you're limited to only sweep it in two or sweep it in seven in this in this metaphor. But anyway, let, let, let's continue. Um, after you're on the southern continent, um, the next quest involves going into a vampire's castle, and oh this isn't God. this isn't a Castlevania Konami crossover neither. No, oh, yeah. so oh, that would have been cool. Now that you put it in my head, <laughs> and also. Uh, uh, let's talk about the naming convention of our friend Necklord. Um, I- I'm assuming that the eight li- that the that the eight letter character limitation might have been a factor here. I would assume so, because <laughs> I don't think he's, they're like referring to like human necks, even though that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they couldn't fit not. in Necrolord or whatever. But uh, uh, yeah, Necrolord's so... almost worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought they were making fun of like uh, like Draco Lord from like Dragon Quest One, but again, again, about fifteen percent of my brain is thinking about Dra- Dragon Quest in any, at any given time. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, you have to you, you fight an evil vampire who is playing a room-sized organ in the cutscene in which he's introduced. I love that. I love that he's cutscene. so extra. He's the he best. Is. He is extra. Yeah. yeah. No. We First should time. probably say the Neck Lord is also in Suikoden and One as a boss. Yes. Yeah. They should just call them Extra Lord. That would have that would have fit perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Extra. I want to say, Alana, because you played a uh, Sweden one really recently. How did? What did you think when you saw Neck Lord appearing? Because they was... don't really give hints in one that he's not really dead. No, I know. I was just like, oh yes, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he's back. Yeah, I was pretty happy. Uh, I think it's even cooler that you. Uh, get his castle as your base. That is the coolest thing yeah, ever. Yeah. Mind the uh, bodies, by the way, guys. I know, oh right? Yeah. Huge cleanup oh, effort. They Hope you don't mend your dead they family that up quickly as well. Neck Lord is my favorite character. I feel like he should be recruitable. I'm so angry. Well, <laughs> so <laughs> after a quest where you, uh, you, like, you accompany Victor into uh, finding his former sassy sword pal. Oh, yes. Sword, oh, the yeah. Star Dragon sword. Yes. Yeah, and, and use yeah. the Star Dragon sword, which is a sentient sword who starts out as a boss battle. He's a, he's a true rune. He's a true rune. Yes, he is a true rune. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the he's night rune. Okay, so he's a rune and a sword and a living thing. And, and, the sword is like his manifestation. 
And is Necklord also has a rune that makes him a vampire? Yes. Right. Yes. Oh, yes. No, it doesn't make him a vampire. Um, he was already a vampire to begin with. Okay. But oh. he has the moon rune right now. He possesses the moon rune, which is a true rune as well. Yes. Apparently. Okay. So it may may or may not be a plot point later in this game. Yeah, <laughs> you'll oh, find out. <laughs> yeah. I think the moon rune just gives control over vampires or something like that. Over undead, or maybe maybe gives him those like shadow doppelganger powers. Yeah, I forget the exact. It's not doppelganger secret. Yeah, he has the powers of doppelganger secret. Thanks. He's got that shadow clone jutsu. Yeah. Kage no jutsu, I'm afraid. Not cage no jutsu. Believe it. So anyway, after you defeat Necklord, you appropriate his castle to be the home base of your team. And I think this is a bit of a turning point in the game because now finally all of everyone you've been recruiting throughout this whole game is now gathering in the same place. And instead of all, mm-hmm. always being on the run from Luca Blight, you're, you know, you make a big stand at the castle and repel their forces. It's really great. So, it's, uh, yes. so I, it, it's a turning point both because you finally get this castle and also because like, the, the, the tide of battle turns as well. And, there's a, mm-hmm. uh, and after you do that, um, the strategy battle... Against uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? J- something June. Solange. 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 Yeah, him. After you defeat him, like you, you start moving into other territories and do rescuing instead of just being on the run nonstop. Let's and also you get to you recruit a bunch of weirdos in the southern continent, <laughs> and it, it and it really feels like, like until like again that first part of Sukiden to me felt like I was always on the run and just meeting a bunch of people along the way, and now. From that point onward, I felt like I had a base, and I was managing the base and trying to recruit as many people as I could to the base. Mm-hmm. And uh, that first part made for good drama, but this second part is... It, it, that feels like the satisfying arc of what Suikoden is to me, mm-hmm. from my mm-hmm. very limited experience with the series. Getting your yes. base and building it up is the most satisfying feeling in Suikoden. Watching oh, everybody yes. you recruit just find their little niche in your castle is... So fun when you recruit mm-hmm. the eccentric mad scientist in uh in I think he was in South Window uh it, like I, he comes back to my base I'm like okay what's this weirdo gonna be doing in my base he's like like yeah. he he installs an elevator that's all he does he gives yes. you an elevator it's like that's all he does and I'm, I'm like sweet I got an elevator all right and then and then spends the next year standing <laughs> next to the elevator explaining what the elevator does I already like him more than Tatu <laughs> or Tuta. Yeah, I like Elevator Man more than like a full third of my battle characters. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me you got rid of Gengen. That's what I'm getting at. I'm, I, I'm telling you that I forgot about Gengen one minute after we stopped talking about him. <laughs> I must say, though, the kobolds are cute. Gengen is the exception to the rule. Yes, uh, no, I, I like the kobolds. Especially... I, I got I got to their village recently in the, in where I'm playing uh-huh. in the game. But uh, but yeah, get like, why did they have to export their lamest member over to the other continent? Like <laughs> like, thanks guys. Fit to inflict just if attract weirdos. I think yeah, I would rather have so. an act. I would rather have an actual Shiba Inu whose only job was to wander around the castle, getting like getting scritches from people. Oh. Gengen's brother is great though, and he comes. Yes. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Gengen has a great little brother who just admires the hell out of him, yes. and just thinks whatever he does is fantastic. Oh. <laughs> so cute. But anyway, once you um uh your first big mission after you have your castle is in Two River, 
and um, I spent an embarrassingly large, long amount of time unsure what to do because I, I recruited the two boat captains. Uh-huh. And, oh, I yeah. and I didn't know that you had to bring them to the to the uh, conference room. Uh, I was I was yeah. I was wandering around my castle for forty five minutes looking for one of them and couldn't find either of them because they're in like some invisible like hammer space where you have to bring them in your party from the bar. Yeah, <laughs> it is a little. Sometimes you, it does confuse you what you're supposed to do in this game. Yeah, but... Sometimes the event flagging is a little confusing, but the, but a lot hey. of RPGs are. are the, like that. It, it does it... have like an inbuilt way of preventing that. There is a like a star of destiny that you can get. There's an old granny. Oh, uh, I did, I oh, did yeah. get her. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And she, she reminded she reminded me of she reminded me of Miss Marple because she's like because she, she's like she because she's like dre- she's like dressed in those sort of granny western style granny clothes yeah. and knows everything about everyone in the village. Yeah. I mean, I was totally expecting Toki from Soul Calibur, and then I just got like nope. Miss Marple. I was like, "This is cooler." Now the real the real thing would be putting Miss Marple in Soul Calibur, make it happen, oh, Nico. I mean, why not? Like, like, like she'd be facing off against Mitsurugi and goes, "Oh, this is just like the time they started growing tomatoes instead of radishes in my neighbor's garden." I mean, I'd, I'd pay for a Miss Marple. I've solved Marple the mystery. <laughs> So yeah, you do recruit Miss Marple in, in that part of the game, <laughs> and you also meet a bunch of little like bat kids and and kobolds and uh, and uh, all right. Now I haven't played past here. I'm, I'm again in the, like the first half of this little quest here. So uh, roughly, what happens in this part of the game? Uh, Keegan, give us the give us a bit of a a bridge version. Uh, for two rivers, right? Yes. Okay. Basically, you walk in trying to make an agreement. You know, help us not get killed by Luca Blight and his army. Uh, your wallet gets stolen by a little jerk kid. You have to chase him down, find your wallet. All of a sudden, everybody's getting attacked. It's kind of a nightmare, actually. I remember this place being really long. It's mm. quite long. So it's it is like really long. Part. Lots, lots yeah. of back and forth between the three villages. Yeah, exactly. Bolts hate the humans. The humans don't trust the kobolds. The oh my goodness! Every, everyone hates the wingers. Yeah, everyone hates yeah. the wingers. <laughs> But in the end, they all come together to defend Two River and then join uh, the Alliance, I guess, if you will. Yes. For like, lack of a better as... term I can think of. Yeah. yeah. Our little free band of people. Yeah. Ridley is the coolest kobold. Oh my god, yeah. He's awesome. It's... Well, <laughs> so far, all your kobolds are like cute little dogs, and then here comes this Doberman. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> totally Looks like he'll just bite your face off. I love him. I wish you could, I wish you could fight with him. I bet oh, he could yeah. kick some major butt. Oh, so he's like Gilbert. So he's yes. he's he's only okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, he's a good mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Hey, hey, there's 108 characters. We don't need all of them in our party. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh God. Although you can also I... get my least favorite character, Sid here. Oh, oh God! Sid How is weird creepy. is Sid? Oh, my gosh. Not not I, only... I love Sid. Oh, he's oh, so strong. Oh, He's oh, creepy. Le- Sid's letters in the suggestion box are the funniest ones. Oh, yes, they are. They are. <laughs> okay, but first of all, he's creepy. He yes. horribly, like, freaks out Chaco, the other winger of yeah. your party, who's begging you not to let him into your army. And I'm like, look, man, it's completionist time. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, also... you have no input on here, Chaco. The, the, I'm following yeah. this guide from GameFAQs.com right now. <laughs> exactly. And not you. <laughs> And he comes with the sleep rune, which I'm pretty sure can't even be removed, which is the worst rune in the game, in my opinion. 
<laughs> it can be removed. Yeah. It can. Oh, it can? It can. Yeah. Okay, I'm still not using it, but it's still. It's a waking room. My point still stands. I don't like Sid. But I'm not going to not get all 108 stars. <laughs> yeah. I think when, um, when during one of the scenes where a random party member wakes you up, I got Sid. And I was like, okay, I'm oh, going to yeah. go back to sleep now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to go back to sleep because I'm about to die or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, this guy sounds like a winner. Oh, he's good. <laughs> yeah. But um, after after all the after the two river stuff is resolved, um, Solonji is executed and Joey gets to be appointed as a general. Yes. Oh yeah. man, it's, what a twist! I know. Okay, this is, this, remi- is like... this is reminding me very strongly of another PS1 RPG. But we'll, we'll wait until we're done talking about the plot before I get to that. Yeah, this is like <laughs> right. the first time we've seen Joey since Muse. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's and he's just time. hanging out with Luca Blight, like. What's up? <laughs> like what yeah, has like, happened gonna... in the meantime? Yeah, he's just like I'm going to take over this city with five. Is it five thousand men or five hundred yeah, men? 5, and they're like, you can't do that. And he's like, watch me. And then they're like, okay, we're going to execute this other guy, and you can do it. And that's like, yeah. uh-huh. uh huh. Yeah, I was a bit like, <laughs> what? Like, no way. <laughs> I'm probably going to save up most of my Joey thoughts for once we yeah, finish. It's hard, to talk, it's, it's hard to talk about Joey without like talking about the entire sure, but yeah. I think there's reasons for his what's hey, it's happening. Fine. We, have, we have a whole second episode for it. I have, yeah. No, yeah. I have no objections to um, putting the Joey discussion on a table for now. Safe to say that Joey is just a very interesting character. Yeah. Yes. yes. Very interesting. I, have, I don't know as much as you guys do, but I agree <laughs> he is very interesting. <laughs> Um, so, but after Two River, the uh, the you we go to Green Hill for the first time, and yeah. uh, and basically we this is another clash. This is the uh, the pledge that Joey made to capture uh, uh, to capture the city with only that few men. Yes, yes. this is Green yes, Hill. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And he does it like before you even get to Green Hill, it's already captured. Oh yeah. damn! Yeah, yeah. And, how, yeah, and how he does it's so clever. Like turning oh, he, the people. He doesn't. Oh, right. He doesn't just go like. Black sword rune bitches and just like stroll no, in there. No, no he, uses, he uses an actual strategy, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, he uses the people against one another. Like them, they cut off food supplies, I think, and well, so the people. Yeah, well, the Muse refugee, oh, the soldiers from Muse that they've really, captured. Right. Yeah, they, they released, released them. them into Green Hill. Mm-hmm. And at first, they're all happy in Green Hill because they've got all the you know these soldiers from Muse, but they'd run out of food very quickly, mm. and. There starts to be infighting between the people from Muse and the people in Green Hill, and it just makes a very easy takeover for Joey with his five thousand men when the time comes. Yes. See, that is a clever political plot point, and then you know, yeah. and you can contrast stuff like this and stuff like the uh, stuff like the city states meeting going south uh, to Luca Blight, this you know anime demon of a character, <laughs> just <laughs> just traipsing over everyone. It's the thing about the the Highland like generals is it's all like they're they're trying to just do the best with this like mad dog that they have. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, you... It's like when your boss is crazy and has crazy demands, and you're just like, I just want to. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get fired. I'm just going to do the best I can. Except it's exactly. replaced like, fired you, with. Did you see what? Did you see what happened to Solon G when he got fired? I don't want to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Safe to say that the the. the consequences of getting fired are not good in this sort of this in, in Highland. Oh yeah, oh, yeah no. no. 
Not at all. Right. So, but um, right before our sort of plot cutoff point, Joey has a uh, has a clash with Ryu again. Do, do they fight or do they just talk? talk? They just talk. Well, this Pelica sees Joey and Greenhill mm. and runs towards him like yeah. Uncle Joey, and it's so like sad and cute. But like Nanami has to like dr- drag Pelica away, and there's like a oh, commotion. Wow. Yeah. In, in, the seat, yeah. in the streets and they escape and they find the mayor of Green Hill, Teresa Wisemail. She's the, she's the, she's like the reason we're here in Green Hill to recruit her. Like the people of Green Hill admire her so much. She's like their their support and the the, the reason they keep going. So if like Highlanders try to capture her, but she's gone in hiding. But she's we're like trying a, to get she's her like her a politi- she's like a political recruitment and not a battle. Yes, recruitment. yeah, she's yeah. pure political. Yeah. Cool. And when we're escaping through the woods, um, we fight a lot of Highland soldiers. But at the very end, Joey, Nanami, Impilica, and Ryu all meet. And it's really sad. You kind of have to, like, drag Nanami away because she's begging Joey to come with them and stop fighting. And it's really heartbreaking. And Joey's like, I can't. I've got a mission myself to do. And he's begging you guys to, like, stop fighting. I don't want to fight you guys. So, but then that's where we, we... called it quits after the game. <laughs> That's like yes. where the halfway point is. Such so a like, halfway point. Yeah. In this poor, tale of war. <laughs> yeah, poor Nanami. She, I feel like she really represents the average civilian in this entire war. Cause she's like, I just want yeah. things to go back to normal. I want to be with my yeah. friends and family. Uh-huh. But everybody keeps killing each other. And I don't know yeah. how to stop it. Just yeah. try to keep our little family together. Yeah. yeah. Every time a major battle comes up, she always says something like, war again, why do we have to fight again? Why does it have to be us? And like, yeah. children, you do feel that. Like, mm-hmm. why them? And, I mean, Joey and Ryu are now thrust to the very forefront of it. If Joey's a, an enemy general and Ryu is the, like, the head of the freedom fighters... A little bit of a weird yeah. scene when all of the adults basically just agreed to have Ryu be the um, be the, the their <laughs> leading man. It's like it has to be him. It's like he's he's a teenager, but he's he's the re- the choice. I'm like, wow, really? Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I kind of like that scene to be honest, compared to like no, all no, other it, games where the the protagonist cool. just chosen just chosen randomly. At least like Genkaku is really the reason. Like just like Teresa is like a political figure. Shu has gone said. Ryu is the son of Genkaku, and everyone knows the legend of Genkaku and Han. So and we'll they, make and Ryu they, and, able, and they can clearly Ryu. Atta- uh, excuse me. They can clearly attach Ryu to the victory at uh, at, yes. um, at North Window, which is now uh, which is now Castle Waterbug in my game. Yeah, Mains is wobbly castle. Wobbly castle. It's a very wobbly castle, guys. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, a lot of drama in the first half of Sweet and Two. I am very interested to continue playing it. Um, and again, it was just my bad circumstances and weirdly playing Pokemon for like two weeks solid in August that, that got in the way of this. <laughs> but uh, damn you, Ash Ketchum! Yeah, uh, hey man, Team Rocket was blasting off again. Okay, I couldn't resist. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, um. We've said a lot of nice things about Suikoden 2 right now, and again, this is coming from the perspective, my perspective of that of a first-time Suikoden player. I want to talk about uh, five things I don't like about Suikoden 2 so far, and I want you guys to... I'm going to give you three... I'll res- get my gun. Okay, okay. I'm going to give you three, three <laughs> responses, and I want you to give me one of those three responses. Is okay. my complaint fair? 
Is my complaint uh-huh. unf- unfair? Am I being unreasonable? Or should I wait and see? Because, like, okay, like, I get it now, but wait, it gets better. You get it? So fair, unfair, okay. or, or wait. Is, is that a you, – you follow so far? Yeah, that works okay. for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, my, my first complaint is um, – the script is weird, and I think it's because of localization issues. Fair. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing probably is the fact that Circa is spelled Circa, and it, it is spelled right in the last game. And it's like, and, are you uh, not cross-referencing, at least? And, and, and there will be characters that have like uh, different names in, ba- in battle dialogue, and then in story dialogue later it will be spelled differently. And um, there's just it's not very consistent, and the descriptions are, are vague and weird. Mm. And so, so, I, so I think it's I think weak localization is my compl- is my first of five complaints. Yeah. It's very fair, Absolutely but also fair. the script is weird. Also on the Japanese side, just oh, for the fact that it was changed very late in development. After Necklord, you're you were it was written supposed to you go to Tinto, which is a place you guys have never even been yet, and you fight you you go there basically. So that happens way at the end of the game now, and that was originally supposed to be right after Necklord. So the whole end of the game was really the middle of the game, and the middle of the game is now the end of the game. So there's just a huh. lot of like script and story changes that happened very late in development. All right, yeah, that, that does sound crazy. I don't, I, I don't know how I don't know how much how many artifacts of that are are evident in the game. If you're, uh, I mean, again, I'm playing it for the first time. I, I really wouldn't know where like where to notice those things. Yeah, I only really like a difference in the terms of like near the end of the game, you just go to some place and it's kind of random and kind of slows down the plot a bit. <laughs> and that was supposed to be in the middle of the game. But anyway, continue to your next one. Okay, sure. Um, my complaint number two. Uh, I think the audio presentation is not great. So some music is good, uh, but sometimes they use the same tracks too often, and I don't like how there's weird points of silence, like. Um, some of the like wa- water areas don't have any uh, any background music at all, and the uh, the tactical battles don't have any music, just just um, practical sound effects. I think that there's some good music in this game, but overall, I think the audio presentation is not on par with the best PS1 RPGs. Is it fair, unfair, or should I wait for the really good stuff later? Fair because a lot of the sound is bugged. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the war battles are all supposed to have music, and there's even like a, a recruit later that's supposed to sing you a song, and she yes. just there's just nothing coming out of her mouth, and you're just standing there <laughs> oh, for minutes no. waiting on this song to end. And you're like, is my game broken? No, it's just a bug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I wasn't, I I'll, wasn't expecting I'll that. I'll say fair. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, my complaint number three, and again, again, these are not major game-breaking complaints for me. These are just the, the three things that annoy the five things that annoy, annoyed me the most. Um, the world map is a little empty and too similar. I don't like how every land, piece of land in the map looks exactly like every other piece of land. I, I would I would get disoriented and would have to check. Uh, um, my uh, the, the, my recruit that gave me a mini map is the most helpful recruit in the game because I was able to I'm able to to keep things straight much better having a mini map to follow because I, I think the map is a little samey and empty. Uh, is that fair? Unfair? Or should I wait for the better map later? Uh, <laughs> no, there's no better map. <laughs> yeah, there is no better map. That's pretty yeah. fair. It's very yeah. the same we could have won as well. It's basically uh, yeah. what's but I think. Maybe to its credit, it is in one country, and I suppose there's not as much diverse landscapes. I don't know, but it's not hugely vast either. It's not hugely vast either, which is which is not a complaint. Um, um, being yeah. self-contained that would make things recognizable enough. It's just 
I, 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 did not, I do not love this world map, and, I, and it, sometimes I do love a good world map. It probably doesn't help that there's so much back and forth, especially if you're going to get all 108 stars of destiny and you don't oh, yes. get an easy I've... means of yeah. traveling. You get like you get some easy means of traveling later on, but it's quite late on actually compared to the first game I found. Yeah, I was going to say that that's quite late. That that mode yeah, of transport. I, <laughs> I, I thought maybe we get yeah. I'd get a uh, fast travel later, but I guess I don't know how much later. <laughs> You'll get it soon. Not far. Away. You're not far away now. Okay, that's no. good. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, but anyway, that's uh, so. That's my third complaint. My fourth one is I think tactical battles suck. I hate them. <laughs> there's there's way too they much. Suck super there, bad. There way there's way too much randomness. Yeah, it does not. It is not nearly as fully featured as a dedicated strategy RPG like a, like your Final Fantasy uh-huh. Tactics of of or ogre battles or Fire Emblems of the world. And, uh, and, and again, like, I think the, the core combat in Suikoden 2 is pretty good, and, um, there's a, and it has a lot of interesting wrinkles for RPG combat, and these tactical battles are just terrible. Am, yeah. am, am I fair or unfair, or, or have, have I just not gotten to the good ones yet? I'm not going to be the one to say wait on it. Oh. Okay. Because, and I even tweeted about this when I was going through it, the tactical battles where you can only control Ryu suck. Oh when yeah. When you can only oh, control yeah. one unit, it's a nightmare. Yeah. But Sorry. once you actually get access to the entire army and you can set which stars go in which party to try to oh, yeah. uh, minimize your stats and stuff, that gets a lot better. Okay, that does. Sound I'll nice. just say I hate, I hated it all. I I just don't like <laughs> yeah. this system into. I just don't like it. Uh, as if it's any consolation, every Suikoden has a different tactical battle system. It's totally different in each game. In Suikoden one, it was like this weird, like kind of kind of like the duels. It's kind of like the duel yeah. system. Yeah, I like the rock paper scissors duels way better than the, than the combat yeah. here. Oh, yeah, no. I'm, I'm a lot further in and I don't enjoy them either. But then again, it's well publicized that I don't like squares, so maybe we should go there. <laughs> so you're saying that which one has the hex? Hex good. No. <laughs> is this the part where I get to say that Suikoden 3's tactical battles are my favorite? I love Suikoden 3's. Because so uh, you actually get to control the units. Yeah. yeah but I actually good. really like Suikoden 2's. I, I, for me, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it kind of gets boring and mundane after a while. But I think it just serves as a nice pace breaker. And kind of, it goes with the whole, you know, war atmosphere. Because I feel like if it's just straight on, you know, battles, like regular RPG battles, it just wouldn't feel so you know, worry for me, and I love that why they included I, that. I, I, I like I lo- alternative battle systems for special areas in a lot of RPGs, um, but this just seems inferior. Like, like this is this is a worse version of a tactical RPG battle system with a lot of lack of control and a lot of randomness in the... Uh, like, I, I saw a unit with two attack destroy a unit with, like, ten attack when they had um, the same amount mm. of health. Yeah. yeah, it's totally mm-hmm. weird and random. But I will say, like, it doesn't help that Suikoden 2 kind of treats its tactical system as, like, cutscenes in the first, like, a lot of the game. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of, like, just just story story scenes and, like, a way to show you, like, we're at war, but not, you're not really in control of any of this. Yeah, any, really. And also, like, they're all unwinnable. But, oh, like, I think I've only <laughs> won... T- I've only had been able to win one or two and, yes. and like, two-thirds to three-quarters of the way through. <laughs> And even the ones you win are just more like, oh, we had a stalemate. It's great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you never destroy the enemy. You just kind of route them no. each time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not a fan yet, but I've only done a couple of them, I guess. But uh, maybe they'll get better. We'll see. Um, and my last complaint is sort of a lack of clarity and a uh, and some bad menus. Because like mm. s- some things, like when you're going through dialogue, I will accidentally choose Ryu's mm. dialogue before his thing generates because there's no yeah. be- beca- oh. because the, because the, like the the because the dialogue bu- bubbles don't you know sensibly track one to one and in the no. men- and yeah. in the menus themselves like when you're assigning runes to people a lot of the time you can barely understand what the rune does because of the because uh, of the bad description and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of hidden stats like rune affinity that are completely yeah. that are completely uncommunicated. Yeah. Like uh, I, I I forget exactly who it was, but uh, I, some character had like F rune affinity with wind, and another character yeah. has A affinity with with wind, which means the one with A will deal like fifty percent more more damage than the F one. But uh-huh. there, but that's not represented at all in the game. It's just oh, both of these characters can use the wind rune, sure. And yeah. I, I I don't uh. like that. If it's, only there was a game that did show you affinity, kind of like Suikoden Three, you know. It's Aliens Three. Every time I wait, wait a second. Wait. Okay, wait, Keegan, Keegan. Yes. What game are we talking about in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> but every complaint you have, I'm like, it's better. So your answer is wait and see for the next game in the series that was made five years later. Yes. yes. <laughs> I will say to help you with like the speech bubble thing, uh, go to your options and turn the text scroll to slow, and then as you're hitting like A to make it like all appear at once, then it'll it'll just help for you stop and selecting like yeah, options I, before I, I, they're ready. Yeah, I still have it set to medium, but I've been very carefully pressing A at different times to. Um, yeah, to, I, I set it to slow, and it helps a lot. I, it, cool. it, there's a couple times have happened where Ryu responded, and I don't know what he said, <laughs> and maybe I'll never know. Yeah. But anyway, so those are my five complaints. Uh, clarity in menus, I don't like the tactical battles, the map is sort of empty, the uh, audio presentation is not the best, and, my, and the script localization is weird. But I'm going to quickly go over the four things that I like the most about this game so far. Uh, again, coming from a, a total, the, the perspective of a, to- of a total rube, and we're almost at 90 minutes, so I'm going to keep this going fast. Um, <laughs> the uh, level of customization in combat is great. Like The huge number of characters available, six characters in a party, runes and equipment all of that's real cool that's a lot of stuff to deal with and i love tinkering so this is just <laughs> this is just a, a feast for my like the the very you know specific part of my brain that wants to you know make sure that i have the best combination of attack defense and magic defense yep. um also i think that while the script has localization issues uh, there's a lot of big cool drama in it. it this is an exciting plot and uh um, and I, I've been surprised multiple times and excited multiple times. So like this, this it doesn't feel rote or like a mimic of some other game. It uh, this is a cool, exciting RPG story with a lot of cool characters in it. So uh, so like my my second thing I think is cool is like the drama of the game. Um, Absolutely. Uh, the, the the third thing is the something we've already talked about a little bit. Um, the gameplay loop of building your castle and recruiting the and recruiting your army is just awesome. Like it, yes. like. It oh, yeah. is the the sound the little chime that sounds uh, uh, that happens when you recruit a character has become a bit of a you know Pavlov ringing his bell for me so that's yeah. that's just fine <laughs> oh and I, I'm sorry this is a list of five not four I I was unclear yeah right. good um, keep it even yeah uh, that, that's what I wanted from the beginning <laughs> um, thing number uh, number five I think that the China influenced setting is really interesting 
basically it has the kind of topography and setting influenced by a sort of fantasy China or medieval China. That's really cool. And having the three principal characters use um, tonfas, which are Japanese, a three-section staff and a bow staff, I think are kind of great. Like, how many other RPG characters can you name that use a three-section staff? I, I can't think of any. No. Yeah. No. No. Nope. That's five? it. So, so it's only Nanami. Nanami and, oh, yeah. and another Sweet Game 5. five. Okay, yeah. cool. And uh, the fifth thing that I thought was super dope about Suikoden 2 so far is these sprites. Yes. Oh, yes. How yes. great are these 90s-ass sprites? Oh, I love uh, them so much. Uh-huh. Uh, Just the sprite work that happens the first time you see Nanami. Oh, it's so great. I love it. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. The, and, like when she's like stepping on the, on the prone Ryu. <laughs> And, and just oh, the, the the expressions in the sprites and the uh, the the poses of the sprites and the um the pretty detailed sprite work in battle as well. All of it is great. Um, uh, like yeah. good late '90s, early 2000s sprites is something I love, and this is ap- and Tweaked in Two is a great example of that. There's a really special sewer rat waiting for you at the end of the dungeon that you might <laughs> get into. I adore him. He is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought much about the sewer. The sewer rat. Alana loves the sewer rat for some reason. I love it. I love I'm sure it's a good reason. Work. I cannot uh, wait to meet the sewer rat. Good, good enemy sprites are my favorite thing, and uh, there's been some really fantastic ones so far. I actually really like the Necklord boss fight. One, well, not Necklord, yeah. but when you fight. Like the, his, abomination. the abomination. Yeah, the, the six-headed yeah. spider. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, Not great him. for arachnophobes, but, you know, pretty <laughs> like, like one of my friends is so terrified of spiders, I had to beat every single, uh, I think, Goma and spider in Ocarina of Time for her. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. She, would, she would save at the dungeon and ask me to beat the boss and then give her the, give her the DS back. Or uh, oh, yeah. uh, I guess it was a 3DS because it was the Ocarina of Time 3DS. You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, those were five things that jumped out at me that I really loved. I loved the dramatic script. I loved uh, the um, building your castle. I loved all the customization you could do with characters. I loved the China-inspired setting, and I loved this dope '90s sprite work. Oh man, ah, so pretty great. Um, if it, if I weren't making it abundantly clear, I'm enjoying Suikoden 2 very much so far, even though I'm probably yeah. around the 40% mark at the very latest. And yeah. and uh, the, and I'm glad that there's a lot more exciting stuff going forward. And, and one thing that isn't really a like or a dislike, I, I mentioned that uh, Ryu and Joey remind me of a different PlayStation duo. Uh-huh. It's a little bit like Ramza and Delita. Because one of them is a, is a freedom fighter who gets mixed up in mercenaries and ends up being like, like trying to save the, uh, like save the nation. And one of them is, I think, using political manipulation uh, to, you know, to sort of satisfy his ends, which are, uh, which are you know, partially motiva- motivated by the tragedies he's worshipped, he's witnessed, and also motivated by his own you know, personal ambition. I'm not saying that Delita and Joey aren't the same kind of character or that they're both bad or both good or both misunderstood. I, I don't totally know what Joey's deal is yet, but uh-huh. it's just the relationship between them reminded me a little bit of Ramza and Delita. Yeah, but, I could still see that. And you can look forward to my manifesto on the Ramza, Delita, and Joey Rio <laughs> relationship on RPG Fan. It's a, it'll, I'll limit myself to 5,500 words, <laughs> and I, I'm sure that will be happening sometime in the next six years. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, oh boy, we've talked a lot about Suikoden 2 already. This is already a long... I can, I, 
I could go for hours more. Well, we will go for at least one hour more in about two weeks when we have another Suikoden in 2 episode. By then, I guarantee I will have beaten the entire game. Otherwise, I will I, I will snap my Dragon Quest Eleven disc in half. If I'm not ready the podcast again in two weeks, that, that is what I will do. Um, so <laughs> strong statement there. Strong I know, statement. I know, I know. And anyone that anyone that follows me on any social media knows that I enjoy Dragon Quest and have been anticipating Dragon Quest Eleven very much. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't make that claim lightly. Um, but I've had a lot of pl- uh, fun playing Suikoden Two, my first Suikoden game where I've lasted beyond the first three towns. And yeah, it is uh, very cool so far. And mm-hmm. I mentioned that we will be joining uh, the podcast to talk about it again in two weeks but before then alana you and i are on a very special pokemon episode that uh is going to be a real really interesting to record we haven't recorded it yet but it's coming soon and uh, mm-hmm. th- and that is going to air the week after this episode airs and uh, i i haven't m- announced this publicly so i'm not it's not a secret anymore the october game for retro encounter is Mega Man legends that's Mega Man Legends 1 and 2, and we're going to give each of those games one dedicated episode in October. I And similar to Suikoden, but maybe even more surprising, I've only played the first couple hours of the first one, and that's it. Which is crazy, because I really like Mega Man. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll go into the... When we record those podcasts, I'll go into why I avoided Mega Man Legends for um, so many years. But uh, the people that are going to be on that podcast with me are Mega Man Legends super fans, so it's going to be real interesting talking to them. But uh, I guess that's—I guess we're already in housekeeping mode now, so I'm better, I might as well continue. Um, listeners, if you want to give us feedback or um, just get into conversation with us, the best way to do so is to email retro at rpgfan.com. Comment on the RPG Fan message boards or on the RPG Fan Facebook page or the RPG Fan Discord. Or the RPG Fan Instagram page. Go um, go to any of those places, and which you can find on the front page of RPGFan.com, and please give us all the feedback that we can stand. And also review us on iTunes or Google Play or however you are listening to us. We read everything that is directed to us, and I trust me on this one. We do. That was a lot of sweet and talk. I'm starting to lose my voice. So, so uh, while I go get a drink of water, um, Leona, tell us, uh, tell listeners um, where you can be found. Uh, you can find me at Star Mongoose on Twitter and also on the RPG Fan Discord server as also Star Mongoose. All right, and Tris, hit us. Alrighty, so you can find me on the forums at Therefore It Is and also Discord with the username Therefore It Is. And Alana. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alana Hags, where you'll get some more Suikoden insight, because I do like to scream at Twitter when I'm playing anything. <laughs> your your, your Twitter am... has been very entertaining during your yeah. Suikoden journey. <laughs> I'm juggling it with Octopath, a review game, or two review <laughs> games, and, um, yeah, Suikoden too, so it's been a bit slower lately, but I promise it'll speed up this week. Uh, so, at Alana Hags on Twitter, uh, Discord Diving Falcons. And Keegan, your turn last. All right. Best way to get in contact with me is on Twitter. I'm at Kaylee Brand over there. Uh, stop on by, say hi, and let's talk about video games. Super. Ooh. And uh, listeners, if you want to reach me more directly than the podcast email, I am at The Real Monsoon on Twitter and at Evoker for Dogs on Twitter when I get a little weird. So. <laughs> get uh, Sentai. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be more Common Rider than Sentai the next couple of weeks because uh, the new Common Rider season has just aired its first episode. Uh, yeah, Kamen Rider Zio. Looks really cool. 
But what's also really cool is podcasting with all of you guys. It is so much fun to do it multiple times a month, and I look forward to more Sweet Into discussion in two weeks. Yeah. I have so much to say. It's stressing me out. <laughs> me too. <laughs> well, you'll be able to have a nice catharsis for all of that pent up, uh, all those pent up feelings <laughs> when we record episode 155. But alas, that time is not now. Listeners, thank you. Good night. And good luck. <laughs>